This episode of 1801 Live was originally recorded during a 12-hour podcast-a-thon streamed live on August 28th from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. The Give Black Podcast-a-thon benefited U of SC's One Creed, One Carolina campaign, which supports initiatives that elevate and encourage black students, faculty, and staff. Together, our five hosts and over 20 guests helped raise more than $10,000 for the campaign over 12 hours. Find more information on the podcast-a-thon and the link to donate at www.garnetmedia.org slash giveblack. I'm trying to turn off my um my YouTube because I'm watching y'all <laughs> on online. <laughs> Listening to Dr. Williams talk about the, the weather. I'm like, it gets cold. It's cold enough for a, a, a turtle. It's cold enough for us. All right. All right. All right, good. That's all uh, that's <laughs> how are you doing, Toby? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank y'all for the invitation and, and thank you for doing this. You know, like I um I spent like 10 years working in student affairs and diversity and inclusion and running university cultural centers. And right now I, I run a museum um, on campus. Uh, and so, so much time is spent uh, begging, you know, hat in hand, uh, you know, collecting coins around campus uh, to try to, to do this work and to create experiences and, and educational opportunities for, um, for the campus to learn and to um, to grow and develop, um, and so it's so I think often people just automatically think universities have money, and so everybody within the university has has money, <laughs> uh, but it, it, it's not like that. And and so um, you know it's a struggle trying to, um, to to create the the experiences that we know that students and faculty and staff and and the local community um, needs, and that the the as you all were saying the flagship institution should be providing uh, to educated citizens. So thank you, thank you, thank you for, for doing this to raise these funds. Of course, and thank you so much for coming on. You do most of the work. I'm just giving the platform for everyone else to know that the work is being done here, the individuals who are working day in and day out in order for us to have the experiences that we have. But I know you do so much and you have many roles, but I just wanna first Talk about your role as director of the Museum of Education. And so what all do you do in that role and how has um, the museum developed um, over the years? Okay, okay. So I am um, uh, associate professor in the uh, College of Education. So in, in particularly the study of higher ed. So you think you, you had one of my colleagues on earlier, um, Christian Anderson. Um, and so, the Museum of Education is, uh, our, our College of Ed is, is unique um, in that uh, we actually have a museum within our college that's dedicated to exhibiting, researching, uh, presenting, providing a critical space to wrestle with uh, both historical and contemporary issues in education. Uh, and so the, the museum creates uh, exhibits, programs, initiatives, uh, and, and events that are looking at um, critical issues uh, impacting education. So from like last year um, in 
2019, our, our focus was kind of activism. And so we, we, we took a historical look at like the year 1968 and the ways that all over the world, college students uh, engaged in incredible forms of activism to, uh, to change society and, and particularly to change campuses uh, in, in the ways that we kind of know and, and, and see campuses today, right? So you earlier, you also had the, um, the director of the African-American Studies Program on. The, a lot of those programs were uh, established and developed in like right around 1968 and after um, as a result of, of student protest. And so uh, we look at those, those types of experiences. And then like this semester, we're looking at, um, we're taking a, doing a historical, well, a more contemporary look at violence in education and the, the many manifestations of violence, the ways that the various iterations of violence in educational settings from, from uh, preschool through college experiences. Um, and so looking at uh, understanding school discipline, violence in school discipline and push out and curriculum violence, traditional things like bullying and, and gun violence and, and mass shooting, but then also looking at uh, in, in, in equity and um, the, the um, over um, diagnosis of, uh, in, 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 of students, of particular groups of students, uh, looking at racism as a form of violence, um, so uh, that's what that particular one. So, so that one has a, a longer reach, both historical and contemporary. Um, so a lot of it, the, the whole point is to provide a different texture for the learning experience. So, you know, hoping that folks across campus uh, will be able to, as they're studying, whether you're in sociology or many of my colleagues in education, as they're studying these issues and teaching these issues, that we have another space that presents a lot of the research on these issues. Uh, and then we also convene a lot of uh, events and programs that allow for um, the community to gather and, and, and wrestle and, and talk through these experiences. So speakers and, and, uh, and community events, et cetera. Um, I, I just sent out a, a kind of whirlwind of, of all of the events. That. And, yeah, that's great. They were doing the semester, so. Yeah, and then um, Dr. Jenkins, I'm so, and that's, that's awesome. And I'm curious as to what's that like? I mean, within the College of Education, um, you all are, are really, I think, at the forefront for us from an academic unit perspective, as I sort of survey the landscape of who's who's leading and out in front from a diversity, uh, equity, inclusion perspective. But what's it like working in that environment with you, with your dean, with Dr. Brian, and and who's going to join us a little later? Um, it just seems like y'all got a really good thing going on. But just kind of curious if you wouldn't mind telling us a little bit more about that. Yeah, we do. I think we, you know, we just have. There's a lot of energy, and I think one of the, the, the things that is so special and, and, and wonderful about working in the, the College of Education is it's a perfect example of what happens when, um, you know, I, I've been writing this book on hip-hop mindfulness and how um, uh, helping people to understand the hip-hop habits of mind, which as I, was, as I was watching your interview, I was like, tagging I'm like it's like that's one there he is that, that that's one showing up but the ways that one of those those um those habits of mind of hip-hop is um the having a, a a fruitful ground for like creativity and uniqueness and valuing um you know the 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 creation of things we you know I think I was at the Provost retreat early and they were talking about invention like hip-hop is about the um that the idea of creating something out of nothing but but looking at uh, where we are and seeing it as an opportunity, 
to um, to develop and to grow and to uh, and to address and everyone being energized about that and and brilliant minds being allowed and supported to do what brilliant minds do. I think that's what our our college does you know so well uh, from the the uh, support of our um, of our dean um, and to have that congruent with the 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 ideas and energy and um, expectations of the faculty. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's a wonderful group of, uh, where you don't feel like you have the faculty over here with all these ideas and, and things that they want to get done, but then you have the leadership over here that's not supporting it. And, and, and everyone's kind of hitting a brick wall. Um, it, it's a, a supportive ground. And I think it's a perfect model of what, what it should look like when, 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 when leadership and, um, and the, the, the faculty and the staff, everyone that comprises the community uh, are able to work together to try to, to create change. We still, we got a, a lot to do, but, um, but we're, we're excited, you know what I'm saying, to do it. And I think for me, is when, when I got the invitation, you know, and I started looking at all of the, the groups, the, the organizations that, that are supported um, in this campaign, um, you know, I was an undergrad. I, I'm an alum of, of University of South Carolina. And so, you know, I'm from Columbia um, and I went here in the 90s um, for, um, for undergrad. And, um, and I was really highly involved, like a, a student leader. I was, I was involved in a lot of different um, organizations and, and everything, um, but I was a PR major too. And I think being in spaces that allow for the, that creative development and supporting that, you know, for you to just come up with ideas and and um, and create interventions and experiences and, and everything that that's that's kind of personally important to me. You know, when I reflect back on my undergrad, for you know, I was um I, I my the one of my main involvements was um well let me shout out all my organizations. So you know, I pledged Delta at USC, so I'm Iota Chi, <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, but then I oh, also so yeah, I gotta give um and then um and I was also involved in like public relations student society of America, so my my um my or like major organization, but the the primary organization I was involved with was Carolina Productions because I wanted to be a um I wanted to be a PR person in the entertainment industry, and so I did a lot of like entertainment stuff or whatever. And when I found Carolina Productions, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. But in, when I think about that experience, that was another one where um, having that, that fruitful ground to just create something new. So I was the, um, the concerts chair of Carolina Productions. And um, I was the first concert chair to create a hip hop. Cockstock. So like I, um, it was like 1997 and they never done, Cockstock was never like, had never done anything with, with hip hop, whatever. It was like always rock. It was an outdoor rock concert. And, um, and so then I came and I was like, no, we're going to do, we're going to completely change it up and we're going to do hip hop. And it was like, you thought what I was like, it, it proposing something ridiculous or crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, you know, you look, you have those, those things where it's like, everybody wants to have a meeting with you. Like, so first my advisor is like, like, no, let's sit down and talk. Then the president of the organization, then the main, like, 
assistant director. I know the feeling. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like everybody. I, is, say, I feel like Hannah's been in a few uh, of those meetings. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Yeah. And so, you know, then it began, it became a, like a challenge, like, no, no, we're definitely going to do it now. And so then I, you know, and, and, and it was one of those things, even as a student leader, like recognizing how some organizations weren't diverse, you know, um, at that point, Carolina Productions, the, the, the main programming board, um, who has a lot, you know, who, who, who has access to a lot of money, uh, to, to plan huge events for the campus. They, they weren't, um, they weren't very diverse. And so I, I started, I got a, on my own little campaign, started going around campus to all my, my classes, just the students in my residence hall, and was just like, come join my committee. You know, I know you don't know anything about planning a concert, but just come join my committee. <laughs> um, and we, we, you know, I, I gathered that group. And so, you know, we infused a lot more African-American students into Carolina Productions. And, um, and the reality was even the, 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 uh, the concert that we were planning, I mean, they weren't even like heavy hip hop. They were, it was like 112. I brought 112. They're like R&B. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they had like Biggie do a, a, a you know, a verse. Yeah, it was on not, this is not a super controversial. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, but everyone thought that, you know, I was just like being crazy and, and that it, it was just horrible. It was a horrible idea. And so, you know, I gathered that group. Um, and 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 we did it and um and you know and and there were so many lessons i think learned from that experience because it wasn't like it, it went off without a hitch uh it, it was actually kind of a uh you know it didn't go so well um and so you know for a lot of reasons it was an outdoor concert rained out um we had to do it inside of the the township auditorium or something so that changed things um and then you know, at the time I was an intern at a, a record company and I also worked for a, a record pool. So back in the day, DJs would get their, their, they belonged to like a membership with a record pool and they would go get their crates, their, you know what I'm saying, their things of records. Um, and so I did that as a part-time job. But anyway, I had the record pool get my, get my DJ and I didn't ask where the DJ worked. And y'all, the DJ worked at the strip club. And... <laughs> <laughs> so he comes to Cockstock and he brings his girls. <laughs> and so oh. I'm like, this is horrible. This is horrible. And so, you know, the, the, the girls are on stage and I'm watching. You got a whole, it was a whole Uncle Luke concert. Yeah, you didn't change yeah. your This is a story to tell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love this. But, yeah. So, but then, you know, all the guys are like running to the stage from the audience and they're having a good time. And then I'm watching Dennis Pruitt, who was, he was a younger Dennis Pruitt at that point. <laughs> this was like 20 some years ago, but I'm watching him like run down the, the aisle um, to the stage and I'm just seeing the whole thing become a disaster. And I'm like, you know, I worked so hard to try to, to get the first hip hop thing and, and, and this is falling apart. But y'all, then um, one of the things I was thinking about last night was um, it was such an important learning experience for me because as I was huddling with the vice president of student affairs and my advisor and, and everything, and we were trying to troubleshoot doing that, I looked over because we'd had to stop, you know, uh, the, 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 the thing, whatever. But at the end of it, my committee was on stage and they were, um, they were hugging. They were hugging and celebrating and high-fiving and, you know what I'm saying, and everything. And I realized that, you know, for them, 
it was a success because these were students who were not involved. Like these were students who were sitting in their rooms when after they after class. Um, they didn't know anything about Carolina Productions. They didn't know anything about being a student leader. And when I brought them in and I'm talking about, yeah, we're going to do this concert and it might be at the Coliseum and it might be. And they're like, they, I didn't, they didn't believe that we could do it. And so the fact that it logistically happened was a success for them and it created a community for them and they were proud of it, you know? And, um, and so for me, you know, that, that, experience framed a lot for me about you know being daring and being and, and creating something new and 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 um and going in different directions but also like the idea of allowing students to fail um because you know when i went on to work in student affairs there's a lot of pressure i think for people to swoop in and if something's a a, a large event or a big deal to not allow students to fail and, um, and as I, you know, became an administrator in student affairs, I was like, no, you know, because there's so much important learning that I learned a lot from that. I learned checks and balances and sitting down and meeting with people and talking through everything with them to make sure that we're all on the same page. And, you know, um, I, I learned so much, but I also learned about like, don't be so focused on the outward, the outcome that you don't appreciate the value of the experience you know what i'm saying um and i think for me you know particularly when we look at you know all these organizations that we're supporting like that's an important important lesson because universities can be so focused on the the public appearance of the university that they lose sight that students might be drowning inside of it you know um or that um you know even in life you know you, you're so concerned about if in a relationship or a marriage or your own family life, the public appearance of it that you're not taking care of the experience, you know what I'm saying, with, within it. But just recognizing that, um, that there's so much wealth in the inside of the experience that even if, um, regardless of what people are seeing on, on the outside, that, is, that people are learning and growing and developing or whatever, that, that, that that's really important. So, you know, these student organizations and these, these campus experiences, they're powerful. They really are. Absolutely. I feel like you touched on many different aspects um, in the story and just your response. But two things that I got from it, especially you being a student leader and homing in on how oftentimes you have that pressure of outcomes. I know I... I won't speak for anyone else, but I know I fall short of that too, to where it's like, I forget to just enjoy the experience, the lessons learned, the highs, the lows, the mess ups of this totally went left from what I thought it was going to be because I'm focused on the outcome of what I thought it should be or what I thought my solutions or the things that I should have gotten from that were supposed to look like. And so still taking that advice day by day and then I also got representation matters and just recruiting after you get into those circles matters so you, for you Carolina Productions I know that um Julia mentioned earlier ambassadorship and I know I'm an ambassador at U of SC but that is huge as well and then also another um student who's coming on later Taylor Brown she's a managing editor at uh, for Garnet and Black and so she created a huge um, streamlined way to where now it's literally changing the culture of the content of what Garnet and Black is curating on a weekly and monthly basis. And wow. so I can't wait for her um, to tune in, but it just, 
um, confirm the fact that representation, and although you might want this big outcome of an event, it's really about the internal impact, impact and legacy that you leave, not just on a wide scale, but also even on an individual scale and how you impact others, so. Yeah, because I mean, look what's happened. Like now, y'all couldn't even imagine there not being a hip hop. Um, <laughs> no one would go. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, regardless of that first one, it still, it started something, you know what I'm saying? That, um, that others can take on in development. I think y'all talked about that a little bit earlier in some of the other things, other, um, interviews. All right. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just, I, I, uh, Dr. Jenkins, thanks so much because, you know, I think sometimes we forget that, um, student leadership is professional training. So I would imagine that that was a great sort of sort of pre-professional training for you. And I think that's really what, I, what it speaks to for me. So that's awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so now you being in your roles, I know you talked a little bit about the museum. I know that you also have an upcoming event. Um, activism is more than in the um, school of education. So I'm excited to be a part of that next week. But I want you to talk a little bit more, I only have 10 minutes, about both of you guys, about diversity, inclusion, and equity. And so I know both of you have roles with those statements and with those titles attached to it, but I also just see innately the person you are and even how you um, exemplify yourself within, just even as a student and making sure that your organization that you're a part of as diverse. And as well as Julian, I just see all the time Twitter and even just personal conversations of that is what you exemplify. So can you speak a little bit more to, I feel like sometimes a lot of us get caught up into titles and offices and it's like checkbox, that's what it is. And we have that because that is there, whereas it's all encompassing and it's everyone's responsibility to have that type of mindset. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I'll definitely hand it over to Dr. Jenkins. Um, my, uh, just quickly, it, it's, it's got to be more than just me or Dr. Jenkins or Dr. Bryan or whoever it is. We need folks, not just representative of, of these experiences that we've talked about, but taking this on by themselves. So my challenge to folks always, and I'm like, hey, Julian, we're glad you're here. And I'm glad to be here. But, um, you know, and I think I'm pretty good at my job. But, um, you know, it, I won't be able to put on a Superman cape and fix everything. Like we've got to take this stuff on ourselves. And I challenge, especially our allies in the majority, that you know, when we think about race and systemic racism and those sorts of issues, like these are not black issues. We didn't create these things. We are the they 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 fall upon us. So we've got to you know, we need our allies to step forward. And I need every unit, um, academic unit, especially following the College of Education's lead. Uh, as we think about what this work looks like as well. Um, you know, we need more, way more Dr. Jenkins is way more Dr. Bryan's and I need everybody to sort of take that on uh, as a responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I mean, I, it, the reality is, you know, I, I'm teaching a, a course on diversity in higher ed this semester. And, um, and one of the things that I shared with those students in our first class was, you know, look, racism is something that people created, people sustain, uh, people support and that people can eradicate. Uh, and, and then the other element is recognizing that we are the people. <laughs> so you're seeing yourself as a, as a part of that. Um, but you know, we also have to, as educational institutions, take responsibility. So you know, I'm um, serving as a co-chair for um, one of the larger uh, educational research conferences that, that um, occurs every year. 
And um, our theme is on, um, on taking educational responsibility and like recognizing that all of those, these problematic politicians and corporate leaders and business leaders and educational leaders that we're saying are making bad decisions or being insensitive that are not being inclusive, they got degrees from somewhere. Um, they were educated and, and many of them, whether they're lawyers or doctors, et cetera, they have advanced degrees. So not only did we get them a college degree, but we taught them in graduate school. <laughs> and so we have to take responsibility for what we're teaching people and the capacity that we're building in them. So, you know, for me as a, a, a professor, uh, you know, my, my thing is like this semester, we were, I was like, you know what, we're going to just do a pivot. We're going to stop and we're going to look at building your capacity around racism and your relationship to it you know and so I, I don't need I don't want that's wonderful if you agree that racism is bad and and this I want you to have that belief but I also want you to have um to situate yourself in it and to have a relationship with it and to have a capacity to do something about it in your own realm or sphere you know what I'm saying and so you know I think if if we can work to build that in our student leaders, through our co-curricular experiences, through our curriculum, through our, our, our academic courses, in the professional development that we, we give our existing um, faculty and staff, because the reality is, again, you know, many people weren't taught this stuff. So if they don't feel the, that they have the, the, the strength to, to teach it or to lead it or whatever, we need to create even more opportunities for people to work and learn. And, and I think that's the, I mean, you, and you laid out the roadmap, Dr. Jenkins, but I, I think I always approach it that higher education has never met a problem that it didn't say, hey, we can fix. Yes. Whether it's technological, whether it's an engineer, whether it's an engineering advancement, whether it's curing a disease. So you can't tell me that once we're now confronted with our own ugliness, racism, inequity, sexism, homophobia, like, oh no, now we can't oh my gosh, we can't marshal in enough resources for that. We don't know where to start, Julian. Like, no, we, we put people in space. We've yes. got, you know, we've got public research universities. We're carrying, I mean, there's, there's research universities working on cures for COVID right now. Mm -hmm. So what if we were able to marshal those same resources for society's sake, for our university's sake, on, on, on making sure that our environments are equitable? I think, I think society needs public research universities like U of, U of SC, more desperately now than ever. And then, you know, this is, and we know this, this is a public health crisis. So let's approach it from a public health perspective and a, and a sort of all hands on deck perspective. So I'm, you know, I, I, I'm always, uh, you know, when we're faced with this, you know, these, our, our institutions have met every challenge. So this is a challenge that's been in front of us. It's one that we've helped perpetuate in a lot of ways, but now we've got to step forward to fix it. So it's, you know, that's, that's, you know, so sort of my philosophy and, and Dr. Jenkins, you really laid out the roadmap uh, for what that looks like as well. Yeah, and I think just one of the last things I, I wanna say, I know you're um, running out, out of time on mine, my interview, but um, the, the other piece is that, that, that those of us who can, you know, who this is our jam, <laughs> this is our thing, we love it, um, that we need to boldly and bravely show up and, and, and do that work and um and particularly you know one of the things i always used to say when i was in more of like the the other side of the the role of like like you're a 
director of a university cultural center. Like, I'm like, I'm going to do the job that you hired me to do. You know what I'm saying? That, that you show up to do that job. And, um, and, and it goes on, ties back a little bit to that story about Carolina Productions that, that when we get in these spaces, um, that we do, that we do as much as we can to diversify those spaces, to pull other folks in, um, you know, to, uh, to, to, to help change the landscape. Um, but to, to not, not get the job and then, um, and then be fearful in it, you know? I definitely agree. I, I think I said it, I don't know what meeting I said it, but I remember stating how the University of South Carolina, I know I've heard Provost Tate say it multiple times, is preeminent in literally every umbrella you can check off. Top tier research institution, number one IB for the honors college talk to your GSCOM, the whole nine. And so really wanting us to also be known as the university that exemplifies um, a preeminent, diverse and inclusive campus um, from education and from all of those umbrellas plus more. And so we are definitely, um, this is a great, great, great start. I'm so excited for the future. And because of people like you and Julian and everyone else has come on and continues to come on and support um, I'm, I'm hopeful and I'm optimistic that it can happen. So thank you so, so, so much for coming on. We have two minutes. So if you would like to give any advice to all the viewers, us as co-hosts and just any insights that you would like us to have before you leave. Uh, well, no, but I will say, you know, that, um, <laughs> to visit the Museum of Education's website, um, we'll be posting more information on all the, the stuff coming up. Um, uh, you mentioned that, so my summer class, uh, in higher education, I plan. I, I taught a course on program planning because uh, that's another thing. You know, I think like just there's just a lot of bad programming, event planning, and, and everything that sometimes can go on on campus. So uh, we actually taught a course teaching people how to plan events and um, and programs, educational programs, and um, and so my the their final project was to create a program for Dr. Bryan's office, um, the Office of Diversity, Equity, Inclusion in the College of Ed. Um, and so that is the, going to be that um, activism is more than um, virtual event next week, next Thursday. Uh, and, uh, and Hannah is going to be uh, one of our speakers for, um, for that event, uh, sharing her, um, her experiences in, in activism and the, the unique ways that, that, that you're um, taking that on. So thank you for, for that participation. But yeah, I think that's just a, an, an, another example. Like we, we can get creative with, what we're doing and um and as uh, julian was saying you know universities uh in, invent and create so many different things and so we can even have the the final projects that are, that we have in our courses actually be public serving uh, uh work productions and not just something that i read and then it gets it sits on a shelf somewhere um so we're we're having their their final project be an actual event that um, that students and faculty and staff can attend. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much. And I'm so excited to contribute and participate in the event next week. But it was so nice talking to you. Thank, uh, you. thank you for everything. And I personally loved the story. I thought we were going to okay. talk and we still touched <laughs> on the umbrellas of diversity and inclusion and equity education. But that story was probably the highlight. Yeah, <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm sorry. The story kind of took over the, um, but it, it was it was a it was a salient moment for me. I, I think as um, as I launched a career in, in student affairs. All right, y'all take care. Thanks so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a great day. You too.